And we're starting now. We're not doing more theme music. It's the Media Boat Podcast. It's August 29th, 2017. This is 30th. episode. No, not yet. Wait, is it really it's the 30th? 30th? Oh, God. Today is August 30th, 2017. This is the Media Boat Podcast. This is episode 60, or sorry, 86? 87? 87. 87. I think. 87. No? 88. 88. 88 miles per hour. I don't know. Um, oh, well, we're totally on top of this thing today. Yeah, we have no idea what day it is. We have no idea what episode it is. Anyways, the Media Podcast, regardless of what day it is, is a podcast that talks about movies. It talks about television. It talks about video games. It talks about music. Not necessarily in that order. Let's get right into it. Let's jump right into this thing. The first thing we always talk about is the weekend box office numbers. Oh my god, what happened? Oh my god. Hey, 2001 called. They want to know why our numbers are so low. So, let's get right into the box office. Number yeah. one was the Hitman's Bodyguard with yeah. a measly $10 million. Measly. Like, usually $10 million is something fifth place has. Not something first place has. So this is a holdover from last week. As we rightfully predicted in last week's show, none of the new movies this week was going to cut it. Yep. Sure enough. Uh, 52% drop from last week. $39 yeah. million total. Yeah. Next up in number two was Annabelle Creation. Still doing well. With $7 million. 50% drop. That thing has over $200 million overseas. Yep. But like 78, internationally. 78 total It's domestic. insane how well that thing is doing. Horror movies, man. Yeah. Uh, number three was the re-re-release of Leap. So yeah, Leap. The American release. New to America. Uh, that's that animated ballet movie featuring the voice of Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, as someone in that movie. Don't as, know I don't know, a side character. Four million. <laughs> makes that in the thing number three. Yep. Uh, Wind River was number four of 4.6 million. This was your yes. low indie budget movie uh, by the Weinstein Company. Yeah, it went wide this week, so that had an increase in Yeah, the, in plus theaters. 54%. Yes. And that's the second time that's happened since we've been covering this. The first one was The Big Sick. And right. last, uh, number five was Logan Lucky. Yeah. Number five at 4.2 million, 44% drop, 14 million total domestically. Hanging in there. Uh, probably won't be there next week, though. Actually, who knows what will be there next week. Let's talk about next week. All right. Next week, uh, nothing's opening up wide. Really? No movies are opening next nothing, week. Nothing at all? We have a re-release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. <laughs> and we have Tulip Fever. What's Tulip Fever? I don't know. Is it less opening to less than 1,000 theaters? Maybe, no, it's going to be a wide release. Okay. But I don't know what it is. All right. Well, that's your movie for the week, then. Uh, it will not be number one. Then what happens with number one? Do you just Do we call, even know roll over? I mean, do we even know? Like, well, close encounters of the third kind. No, there's no way. Really? Yeah. Re-release of a thirty-year-old movie? There's no way. I mean, it just had to hit five billion. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, regardless, um, yeah, I think it's probably safe for us to say that uh, three Pete for Hitman's Bodyguard, which sounds like a ridiculous statement to make. Out of all the movies this summer, that was the least likely to three Pete, but here we are. 
Living life. Tulip fever. Oh, okay, we got a synopsis. An artist falls for a young married woman okay. while he's commissioned to paint her portrait during the tulip mania of 17th century Amsterdam. Tulip mania. That's the sequel to Sonic Mania. The it's hell is this movie? Tulips all the time. Uh, yeah, uh, I have no idea what that is. I think uh, Hitman's Bodyguard is going to three peat. It's insane. It'll three peat with five million. With like five million dollars or something. I don't even know anymore. I I don't even know anymore. So all bets are off next week. Who knows? So let's get to some box office notes here. Yeah, let's talk about some notes. Yeah, because uh, it's a slow week, uh, we're going to do some notes here. Yeah. Um. So this past weekend, kind of terrible. Yeah. 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 Um. How bad I, was it? The combined gross of the top twelve movies. Yeah. Totaled forty nine million dollars. Also, that's twelve movies. I want to note something about these twelve mo- one of, about one of the twelve movies that was included here. Good. And I use movie very lightly here. Oh yes, the I, theatrical I that, presentation. I that, I that later, but yeah. yeah. The theatrical presentation of the fight. Of the boxing match was in the top fifteen movies this week. Yeah. So the <laughs> I'll I'll bring it up. The, yeah. the the McGregor Mayweather fight. Yeah, that thing was on Saturday. Right. The film because of the Fathom event, they yes. labeled it as a film. Right. Brought in a total of two point. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Two point six million dollars from its <laughs> Fathom event screenings. Note that that's about half. Of what two out of the five top five movies did. That was actually enough for that film yeah. uh, to be placed third on Saturday's charts. That is ridiculous. And number eight for the weekend. Also ridiculous. So, what else weird trivia do you have here? I mean, I know the one thing, which is, as I kind of side-mentioned... That this is the worst week in the U.S. box office since September 2001. Wait, why is it September 2001? Because apparently that's the last time that the combined number that you mentioned was as low as it has been. Well, it was, it was lower. 43. It was three, 43 and a half. I don't yeah, 43 here. million. Yeah, 43 and a half million dollars back in the like, last weekend of September 2001. Yeah. When so, nobody went to the movies. Yeah, so I don't know what it is about this past weekend. I don't know what was different. Was there just nothing out to see? There's yeah. nothing nobody cared about? Nothing new came out. Yeah. Well, not only that, but nothing's coming out this weekend either. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. know why, but I feel like Kingsman and Gold Circle should have moved up two weeks. Maybe it should and, have. And taken this Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it would have. It 100% it should have. would have taken it. I don't know why they're not releasing that movie this weekend. I don't know. I don't they know could why have had the three, four days. They could have four days themselves. Yeah. I, it's insane. I know. They said they're releasing that thing at the end. Yeah. Uh, September 8th, right? No. no. 22nd. 22nd. That's late. Yeah. What's on the 8th then? Home Again, 9-11. Okay. And It. Oh, It. That's the next big That's thing. That's the next one. That's it. the next movie, but yeah. The, the horror movie, It. Yeah. Other than that, though, It's dead until then. This is just poor planning by the movie theater. So yeah, as I kind of wrote in my uh, uh, piece for your op-ed, mediaboatpodcast.com, 
This signifies the end of the summer. This is it. Last weekend of uh, August is traditionally the last uh, the weekend of the summer movie season. So there you have it. Summer movie season. Do you want to rate this summer? Okay, I'll try. Let's put this in there. It was trash. Oh, God. What happened to this summer? Yeah, so we went into this thinking, okay, all the the notable blockbusters are doing well. You thought Transformers was doing well. I was a little poo-pooing it. It did okay. did okay. We thought Spider-Man... You thought Spider-Man was actually not going to do well. I thought it was going to... I thought it would do okay. I thought it was going to do good. I was right. Spider-Man was the one shining thing this, this summer. Uh, no. Wrong. Well. The one shining thing this summer was a thing that premiered way back in March. Uh, yes, but... Wonder Woman. Yes, but you know what I mean. I know. Wonder Woman uh, somehow saved summer because it kept that going. thing came early. Um, uh, had four, is three, $3 million away from reaching $410 million. Not bad. Domestically. I mean, that ain't Marvel numbers. No, but that would put it at number 20 of the all-time yeah. domestic chart. And then worldwide, it has already made $806 million. We'll put it at number 64 okay. all-time. Well, to be fair, I was referring to things that came out this summer exclusively. That's what I mean by summer season uh, yeah. to me. That's what it means to me. No, so it's like starting with like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, Guardians even kind of didn't do like as stellar as we thought it was going to do. No. We thought that thing was going to be a knockout of the park, and it was just, it was, it was. Well, it was decent. good. It was good. It but then the reviews numbers. came out. The reviews came out. Yeah. And, and so you think word of mouth just killed this? Yeah. Do I you mean, think that's the case for all these movies? Though? Yeah, a lot of these movies were very meddling. I mean, nothing really stood out. Okay, people, you were actually the odd one out for Spider-Man. People love that thing. For some reason. And it just didn't click with you. No. Which is okay, but I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, I know. So that was not. That was not part of this problem. It did not have that issue. It did pretty well consistently. It got knocked off faster than we imagined it would, but that's not because of bad word of mouth. I mean, I mean there were some good movies out during the summer. Yeah, we had some surprise moneymakers, like Baby Driver did better than anybody thought it would. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had, of course, as you mentioned, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the horror movies of, uh, that were released. Yes. Like, right now, Annabelle Creation's already making more money than most of the stuff that came out during the summer. Right. Um, Big Um, Sick, big surprise there, was actually really successful. Um, Yep. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, did okay. Yeah. Dunkirk, surprisingly. Dunkirk held on for several weeks in the top five, which was really impressive. So, yeah, Dunkirk also went. Christopher Nolan, big summer. But... It's, the story of this is almost like the one is a bunch of underdogs uh, that shouldn't have been successful. Well, here I want to lend me some movies here that okay. I saw during the summer, and yeah. I'm completely forgetting that they yeah, happened right? this that summer. They even existed. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. All right. So, um, Fate of the Furious. Yeah, that was the summer. That was a uh, early early summer. Still. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I have the word gifted here, but gifted. I have no idea what that movie is. Gifted. It was the one with the kid, the wonder kid, uh, who like was super, super smart, and it's... Uh, oh, oh, with uh, Captain yeah. America. Yeah. 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 That was a sweet movie. Okay, there you go. That's but forgettable. <laughs> yeah, apparently. You didn't remember what it was. No. Uh, Baywatch. Oh, yeah. That was this year. That was a bomb. Pirates of the Caribbean. No one Dead cared. Men Tell No Tales. Dead Men Tell No Tales because nobody saw them. 
Uh, Wonder Woman was during the summer. Okay. Uh, Cars 3 was also this year. Dropped off really quickly as well. Transformers 5 was this year as well. The yeah. Last Knight. Also underperformed. Uh, Baby Driver. Spider-Man Homecoming. The yep. Big Sick. War for the Planet of the Apes. Dunkirk. The Dark Tower, which Bombed. Sony wanted to be a hit. It bombed. Yeah. Valerian. Valer- I don't have Valerian down here. Valerian, City yeah. of a Thousand Planets, yeah. also a big bomb. Yes, I don't have that on here. Thank you. There were so many bombs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, if we were doing a, 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 a report card, what grade would you give Summer 2017? I'd give it my D. I, I was going to give it a D, too. Yeah, you'll give it let's, a D? Let's both give Summer 2017... A giant D. A giant D. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, yeah. So, should we move on to movie news? Uh, yeah. So that's our notes <laughs> of the summer. That's our notes of the summer box office. Yeah, good lord. Just it came up with so much potential, and then just sequel fatigue killed everything. I called it. Yeah. I 100% called this. That was the narrative I went in. Go, going into this summer with, and it, I was right. Yeah, just too many sequels. Almost every single time. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyways, moving Oof. on. All right, moving on. Um, so, we first... In movie news, Warner Brothers... Uh, if you see the cops... Um, not making that joke. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers... Yes. Uh, failed... Okay. ...to escape the 900 million lawsuit. Speaking of The Conjuring... Okay, yes. Oh, so, oh, that's a name of a movie that did well this summer. Yes. The Conjuring. Well, no, the Annabelle. Oh, yes. Uh, which is a part of the franchise. Part of the Conjuring. Yes, yes. yes. Annabelle creation. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I uh, remember uh, about like two months ago we mentioned that Warner Bros. was going to be in a lawsuit from Gerald Brittle. Oh, yeah, the guy's suing because it was something or other. Yeah, he wrote yeah. the book for the demonologist about was... the Warrens and claimed yeah. that he had all media rights to it. Right, yes. Or to anything that the Warrens did. Yes, that. Yeah. Well, uh, Warner Brothers tried to file an injunction okay. uh, with the courts saying that this is considered free speech and uh. you can't have complete rights on something that actually happened. That is a fair statement. I don't... It sounds right. Uh, yeah. Judge threw, threw it out. Really? Said, nope, uh, because this revolves around physical media, uh-huh. that you need to present physical evidence to support your claims. Okay, also fair. So this is <laughs> on trial. Okay, all right, cool. That'll yep. be interesting to see where that goes. Yep, uh, so the trial date has been set for April 16th. Of next year. Okay. So it'll be a while till we hear anything about this. Right. It'll be a while till we get back to this, and which means we're gonna have a lot of time <laughs> for people to yeah build up their evidence. Yep. Also enjoy the holidays. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Work uh, on a bunch of paperwork during Thanksgiving. Got it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Who's that guy? Uh, that's Mr. Elf. That's Will Ferrell. Yes. That's a weird picture of Will Ferrell. I know, isn't it? I don't I like know why it. you chose that one. Because I just want to like remember everyone that when Will Ferrell isn't working, he grows a beard. Yeah, like David Letterman. Yeah, like like John Stewart. Yeah, all these like retirement like, beards. Like like Chris <laughs> Evans. Yeah, like Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
His isn't white though. <laughs> no, but yeah. he's what. But he grows it out though. Whenever he doesn't do Captain America, that's fair. Although the upcoming Captain America does have a beard. Okay, well then he doesn't have to compromise. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Will Ferrell, <laughs> yes. in addition to all the movies that he's doing, uh-huh. uh, is signed out to do another one. Okay, another one. Yeah, uh, just like DJ Khaled, mm-hmm. he will star in that adaptation of the one hundred year old man who climbed out of the window and disappeared. Why have I that heard of this? That is, this is a book, right? Yeah, that's a book. It's like a super popular book. Yes. I could have sworn I've heard like multiple conversations of this. Never been involved in them, but have been aware of conversations around me happening about this book. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this movie will be uh, produced by Gary Sanchez. Okay. Uh, productions as well as uh, CBS Films. And uh, just a brief synopsis of it. Uh, the story centers on a man who will presumably be played by Will Ferrell, uh, who, on the night of his 100th birthday, uh-huh. escapes from his nursing home and hits the road with the ensuing inadvertent adventure involving criminals, a bag of cash, and an elephant. Sure. Uh, but... His time on the run reveals that he was involved in some of the defining moments of the 20th century. Oh, so it's like Forrest Gump. And that he's crossed paths with figures <laughs> such as Joseph Stalin, yeah. Sir okay. Winston Churchill, uh-huh. and Charles de Gaulle. Yeah. The film is being described as Forrest Gump, yeah. but more well, darkly comedic. Sure, okay. Uh, yeah, people like that book, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, the book has sold 10 million copies and has been on the bestseller of the New York Times yeah. for a while now. So, I don't know. Sure. Okay. I mean, Make that movie. Uh, Why not? Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a good Forrest Gump-esque movie in a while. Also, uh, Will Ferrell needs a win. Oh, what uh, was the last successful Will Ferrell movie? Daddy's Home was Turn to Profit. Yeah, that's true. But are you talking like critical success, though? Yeah, that's tougher. Yeah. People liked him in that, uh, what was that limited release thing he did? It was, I forget. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction? No, after that. Did you after that? He did something where he was like a salesman or something. Everything Must Go? Is that the name of that movie? Was that he in that one? I think that's him. I think that's Will Ferrell. I thought that was Matt Damon. No. Oh, no, Matt Damon was in uh, the, the Butter of, one. Yeah, the other one. Or the Informant. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking The Informant, about. exclamation point. Yes. Uh, which is a weird-ass movie. I saw that movie. Yeah, it's weird. It was all right. It was good, but it was weird. The movie's so weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways, so, anyways, uh, yeah, Will Ferrell, um, cr- critical, maybe. maybe. It sounds. It sounds like good. it could be. Yeah, that's uh, almost sounds Oscar Beatty. Yeah, which is weird for Will Ferrell. No, unless he's no. trying to make a pivot. He's trying to pivot. Yeah, he, is, uh, he, he can't do the the. the well, that's the argument. Anymore. I think I, well, that was around uh, when that movie, which I think is called Everything Must Go, came out. Is that everybody was like super pr- impressed that he could do a dramatic role? Okay. And so yeah, maybe that's his thing. It's like he's going to try to pivot that way. No, yeah, well, he was dramatic in uh, that. Uh, what was it? What's the one I just mentioned? Which one? The uh, change of the fiction is that a drama? I thought that was a comedy. It's a dramedy. It. it was a dramedy where it's, he okay. was living his life, but it was being narrated by someone else who was writing a book. So he was actually it. a fictional character. Okay, got it. Okay, I didn't. I did not see that. Movie. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, anyways. Anyways. Yeah, Will Ferrell um, doing being hundred year old man. Yeah, I'll, sure, sure. Someone will see it. Yep. 
right. Last. And lastly, we're going to run right over him. Okay. With, With a, a train. Yep. No, booby trailers. Oh, that's a trailer. A.K.A. The Bits. All right. What's our trailer bits? All right. Uh, Super Troopers 2. Oh, God. Official trailer. That's right. That's a thing. Uh, yes. Uh, this is not the uh, Kickstarter trailer that they released. This is an actual, legit an actual, trailer. actual, they're making this movie trailer? Yeah. No, an actual, they made they, this, they made this trailer. movie trailer. It's a thing now? Yep. Okay. Uh, so that's out there for you to watch. We also have... Or uh, someone to watch. Not yes, we also have the next movie from <laughs> your, your, your man, Richard Linklater. Uh, oh, the real Richard Linklater. <laughs> the, the director, Richard Linklater. Yes, director, Richard Linklater. <laughs> yes, it's called Last Flag Flying. That's a good name. Yeah. Uh, we also have Brawl in Cell Block 99. That's also a good name. This is stars a... Very bald Vince Vaughn. The baldest Vince Vaughn. Yeah, who may be neo-Nazi. I'm not sure. He's got like a cross on the back of his head and he's bald. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And he's angry. He like punches the car. Sure. That's what I do when I'm angry. Yeah. And I'm bald. Yep. Uh, we also have <laughs> Killing Gunther. What did Gunther do? Uh, Gunther is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And oh! Taron Killam! This is Taron Killam's thing, I saw! This is directed by Taron Killam! I watched the thing for this! The trailer. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know if it was technically a trailer. Or like a, a, a skit from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, directed by Taron Killam. That was alright! Yep. I enjoyed it. Little thing. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> it looks crazy. Yeah. It starts a bunch of comedians in it too. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Alright. And lastly, we have Mark Felt. Who, if you don't know what that name is, you weren't alive in the 80s. Well, I mean, yeah, I wasn't, so yes. tell me who Mark Felt is. Mark <laughs> Felt me up. Uh-huh. That's disgusting. Yes. Go on. And then Deep Throated. <laughs> Whoa. No, Mark Felt was in Deep... Did it have Deep Throat? Wait. Was Deep Throat? Wait, okay. So, uh, in the 80s, you the have Watergate... You more specific. In the 80s, That was the not the 80s. 90s? 70s. No. What are you even talking about? It was the 70s. Watergate. What Watergate, Watergate happened in happened? the 70s when Richard Nixon was president. Yeah, that guy. Yes. Yes. So, he uh, was the, deep throat. No, no. He was deep throated. No. What? So deep throat was... <laughs> <laughs> yes. The guy who basically leaked the tapes. Yes. The FBI informant who leaked everything. Deep His throat. name was Dark Melt. Dark, Dark Melt. Dark Melt? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mark Felt. <laughs> no, his code name was Deep Throat. Hey, hey guys, when you go to that gastropub, you have to order the Dark Melt. It's got like <laughs> black forest ham. It's got Swiss cheese, like a sharp cheddar and a Swiss cheese. Oh, it's to die for, man. Pair it with the Watergate. <laughs> oh, you got the Dark Melt. Um, anyway, so Mark Felt, not Dark Melt. Yes. Well, uh, Dr- Mark Felt <laughs> is the name of Deep Throat, yes, the informant. Yes. The upcoming movie is called Mark which, Felt. Which, if I understand correctly, he didn't actually come out and say that until like, what, like... 2005 or something? Ago? Yeah, like yeah. 10 years ago or something. It was very recent Yeah, that they, we even found out who this guy actually was. Yes. He was under wraps for several, several decades because 
obviously right. FBI the old, stuff is the only reason he was his name was released was yeah. because of the uh, statute of limitations. Yeah, and it, it ran out, so he was able to talk about it. Right. Uh, but yeah, so this is his story. This is a story yep. about him. Uh, play being played by Liam Neeson. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, Oscar bait maybe, or just a really good drama. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, that sounds like yeah, that sounds like that's a competitor for sure. Moving on. Moving on up to the television. More accurately, it's Mike's Sports Corner. Boop, 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 boop. We need like a little theme song for this. Football. Football. Are you ready for some football? Oh. Yeah, football's here. It is now the season of footballs. Let it rain upon us and hit us in the face. Yeah. Wait, what? What's no, uh, never mind. Uh, so uh, yeah, football. Uh, the preseason is wrapping up. Yes. And when is the first uh, first uh, 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 first opening season? The bleh. the season opener. When's the season opener? So the first official NFL game of the season happens yeah. next Thursday. Okay. The last game of, of all preseason uh, happens tomorrow. So tomorrow. So tomorrow. Done. Yeah. So tomorrow is just a big day of NFL games. Because everyone has to be done by the end yep. of tomorrow. Everybody's going to wrap it up. Yep. So, yeah. So, watch a bunch of football tomorrow. And then a week from tomorrow, watch the opener. And who's playing in the, the first game of the season? It is the Broncos versus the Patriots, <laughs> I want to say. Sure. I believe that. Sounds like a good opener. That sounds like a thing. Yeah. I'd watch that. Uh, I don't know the Broncos are opening. I don't know who they're actually opening up against. So yeah, and uh, Thursday night football is um, uh, on the NFL Network. On the NFL Network, and also on NBC, right? For uh, the CBS. first like. Oh no, NBC. Yeah, we on NBC for the first how many weeks? You know, uh, like six, five, seven? five weeks. Five? Yeah, so, yeah they, they have an agreement yes. where they start a Thursday night footballs on NBC for a while until basically they break off. Do their own thing on Thursdays again, and when the fall season starts, right, and then it goes to CBS and then, for uh, Thursdays. No, Thursday. then it's removed from network. Then you have to have an NFL network. No, I thought it goes to CBS for a no, while. No, no, CBS has. Um, oh, I think of Twitter. Yeah, it goes to Twitter. Twitter, Twitter still has that NFL the rights, but no one would watch that because it's Twitter. Right. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, you periscope that thing. Yeah, you can periscope it too. But yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, we'll have more to talk about football a little later. Yes. In a different way. Yep. Uh, also, if you want to not watch professionals, but said watch amateurs play some football. Always. The D League is happening <laughs> tomorrow. Okay. AKA the NCAA so, yeah. football. He's being facetious here. Uh, college football starts tomorrow. So watch college football if you like college football. Yep. Uh, college football starts tomorrow. Ohio State uh, opens. The Ohio State. Sorry. The Ohio State <laughs> opens up against uh, Illinois. How dare you! Because the University of Illinois tomorrow. <laughs> but the big matchup will be Saturday. Okay. Alright. As we have the number one seed taking on the number three seed in the opening game of the season. Okay. This is, of course, the 33rd team in the NFL, Alabama. <laughs> yep. Taking on Florida State University, the All number right. three seed. Cool. Of the NCAA. Yep. Of the NFL. <laughs> the NFL. No. Why are these two teams? The NFL now? Wow. No. No. Alabama pretty much is, okay? I mean, they might last, as well, right? Last year, they had 13 guys go in the first three <laughs> rounds of the NFL. Wow. Well, there you go. 
So there's just a mill at this point, just milling them. Yeah. Like, whether or out. not they'll actually like do well in NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's worked so well in the past. I can't remember the last time an Alabama no. player actually like I have no made idea. it past five, three years in the NFL. Nope. I can't name one. Can you name one? I can't name one. Um, no. <laughs> Goes to show you. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, oh, AJ McCarron. Okay. He was the quarterback. But even then, he think he made it two years, and that was it. Like he got relegated to to the backup position. Much like it's like Mark Sanchez. Hey, yes, much like. But we'll get to Mark Sanchez a little later. Yep. And got yes. And lastly, of course, we mentioned it earlier in this in this podcast. But this past Saturday was the McGregor Mayweather fight. Yeah. If you want to call I it guess a fight. that's sports, huh? Yeah, we should yeah. probably talk about that now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Mayweather KO'd McGregor in the tenth round, and then they all dried their tears with the stacks of money that they won. Yeah, there's some controversy that about how McGregor was pulled out yep. at some point, and everybody was freaking out about it. Well, yeah, because they stopped the fight after like two good punches from Mayweather. Yeah, and McGregor didn't go down. He didn't like fall on the ropes. He wasn't dizzy or orientated. Or but anything. they stopped the fight. But they stopped the fight. Yeah. That's my understanding. I did not watch this. I did not care. Uh, they can both get knocked out I, for all uh, I care. Me and the doctor <laughs> went and tried to find uh-huh. a place to, to watch this, but apparently Packed. every place that um, that had it, like bars, yeah. charged $25 cover charge. Oh, of course they did. Well, yeah, because, yeah. like, I mean, they pay, like, $2,400 yeah, for the, the fights to do that. So, yeah, yeah they have fight. to make their money back. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it was dumb thing that happened. Yeah, I know a 49 and 0 guy going up against a 0 0 guy. <laughs> yeah. Totally made sense. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's revisit a conversation we had last year on the podcast, which is crazy that we can say that now. Is boxing relevant? Last year. But yeah, uh, yeah, is, does anybody care? No. Moving on! Uh, actually, I had this conversation <laughs> with someone. So people do care because it's still an event. And people like seeing events. People like, yes. I am also of the mind that things that are, you know, communal events like this are exciting. And there are fewer of them these days in cult, American culture. And so when they do happen, it's really cool. And it's a cool feeling. But this was just happened to be one thing that I just couldn't support. Well, what's, what's happened in the past, uh, like, millennia yeah. is that the featured boxers have been... Welterweights and lightweights. Yeah. And so they they focus on speed and endurance rather than the heavyweights hard-hitting punches like that of Mike Tyson, so, yeah. Ali, and... Uh, so boxing as a listen. sport has changed so much. Yes. That it's not as... It doesn't offer itself as much as it used to you to entertainment. Right. You don't see two huge guys going blow-to-blow right. with each other, blood flying everywhere, black eyes, bloody yeah, faces. The age of Mike Tyson is long gone. Well, yeah, ears biting is never a thing. No, should uh, should never no, a thing. No, never a thing. Um, yeah, so that happened. Um, it was super boring. What's uh, your uh, what's the odds on there being a rematch for that thing? Um, none. Mayweather's retiring. Oh, is he done? Yeah, okay. he's forty. McGregor's twenty six. He might he'll probably go back to the octagon. McGregor's twenty six. I think so. He's twenty something. That's insane. If that's yeah. true. All right. McGregor will go back to the octagon. He'll defend his title again. We'll see. But yeah, moving on out of sports. Um, oh no, sorry, not that yet. This guy. 
Boom. What's that? Point to the stars. That is the science guy. Okay. Mr. Bill Nye? Yes. Uh, not the actor, but... No, not Bill Nye. Nye! Bill Nye. Yes. Yes. So, uh, TV actor Bill Nye. Yes. <laughs> sure. Call him that. Scientist and TV actor. And technically engineer. Yes. Fine. Scientist slash engineer slash TV personality. Bill slash Nye. lawyer. Okay. Is suing Disney. Well, lawyers don't sue, but sure. Well, well Bill Nye is suing. <laughs> Bill Nye is suing okay, Disney. Okay, why is Bill Nye suing Disney? Tell me. Uh, he's suing Disney for more than $37 million. Okay. Alleging that he didn't receive his fair share of the net profits generated by his show. Oh, wait. So his original show, right? Yes, not because, the Netflix show. Because Disney had the rights to the Bill, the original Bill Nye, the science guy. Yes. But not originally. They bought him at some point. Yes. That's my understanding. They, they, they bought it full out. They bought but, it for uh, for purposes of uh, syndication. Right, but... And video release. But Bill Nye was still supposed to get residuals right. so he's basically saying they owe him money. Yeah. Okay. So, um, he's alleging that he didn't receive his fair share of net profits generated by the show. He's claiming that, quote, as a direct and proximate result of the defendant's breach of fiduciary duty... Uh, plaintiff, being him, yeah. has suffered damages in the amount of $9.35 million. And then, by breaching their uh, fiduciary duties, enriching enrich themselves at the expense of Bill Nye, obtaining ill-gotten profits not less than $28 million. Okay. So, I'm all for Bill Nye getting, his, getting what he's owed. I'm yes. all for that. But what took him so long? It's always the question. Here's what took him so long. Okay. The lawsuit came about from a accounting error sure. by Buena Vista. That's always the case. Uh, by Buena Vista CTVV. That's As, always the case. Well, here's what they did. They sent Bill Nye a check for $585,000. Uh-huh. Sounds pretty good for royalties. But it's not even close to probably how much he was actually made, right? Well, no, because... Okay. They sent him a second letter after that. Yeah. Saying, sorry, we made a mistake. You owe us $946,000 and $1,111. Wait, why? Because they made an accounting error uh-huh. and accidentally gave him more money than he was due. Oh, okay. Bill Nye, being the smart guy that he is, yeah. saw these two letters and thought, hey, yeah. these two listen to add up. Yeah. Then he went back and started to look at the past statements of everything that he's gotten. Yeah. And did some calculations. Okay, and figured out that they've been ripping him off for years. Yeah. Got it. Well, that's weird. Yep. <laughs> Bill Nye claims that he actually stopped receiving royalties as of July twenty second, two thousand eight. Okay. Just real briefly, I'm gonna put on my little conspiracy hat here. Okay. This happens to coincide with his new uh, newfound re-relevance in popular culture. Yes. I have a hard time believing that that isn't at least part of this. That well, people all of a sudden care about Bill Nye again. Well, remember, we had something similar like this happen <laughs> yeah. with, um, with uh, that, the, the music one. <laughs> yes, the music one. <laughs> the music thing. This is Spinal Tap. Where, yeah. where uh, Hank Azaria didn't realize he was getting ripped off until the 30th anniversary. Right. It's stuff like this is just so strange to me. How this, how it takes this long. 
Well, you know, you have so much money coming in, you don't realize it's, it, that it's you're... blinded by the green. Yes. You can't see beyond it. Yeah. Well, regardless, like I said, I'm okay for Bill Nye getting what he's owed. Disney has money to spare, I'm sure it wouldn't yep. hurt. Like, they should just settle this, give him some... They'll cash. definitely settle this out of court. They'll yeah. go back through the accounting, say, okay, uh, we went through our accountings, we really owe you $25 million, Or whatever it is. Or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah, just 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 give him some money. Just call that day. There's no good. There's no good way that ends if they don't just settle it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. Uh, so else. Yep. Moving on. Yeah, we have um, some uh, uh, season premiere news for Saturday Night Live. Yes. So Ryan, the young goose, Gosling, young goose, will be hosting the premiere episode. Yes, he will. Of Saturday Night Live yes. season forty-three. Yep. Uh, with musical jet, musical jest, musical jest, musical jest, Gay Z. Well, whoa, oh, I'm sorry. Musical guest, Jay Z. When I wasn't watching, uh, yeah, Jay Z will be the musical guest. Yes. Uh, the last time Jay Z was on SNL was back in May of 2010. Yeah. When oh, Betty White was hosting. It has been a while. Yes. Uh, Ryan Gosling hosted back in 2015. Uh, so that's what we know. Things we don't know is the new cast members. Right. That still remains a secret, but I'm sure we'll hear over the next few weeks. Probably even maybe as early we as We assume Keenan Thompson's coming back again? Uh, yeah, it seems like Keenan, since he did the uh, summer weekend update stuff, yes. seems like he's back. It seems like uh, Mikey Day's back. Yep. It seems like the other guy is back. Um, Kyle Mooney? No. The, the, uh, Pete the, Davidson? No, the other guy. Terry Hill? No, no, Terry Clem's not on the show anymore. No, the other dude. I forget his name. Not Mikey David, the other guy. Oh, the guy, yeah, the guy looks like Mikey David. The Mikey guy who joined at the same time that he did. He does the other Trump son. Yes. I don't remember <laughs> what the hell his name is. <laughs> Eric. I'm sure he loves that. I'm sure he would love the fact that I have no idea who he is. Uh, the other white guy. That's not Pete Davidson or Kyle Mooney. Uh, yeah, so it seems like Pete Davidson is coming back. Uh, yes. Yeah. The only people we know that are gener- de- definitely 100% not back are Bobby Moynihan and Vanessa Bear. Right. They're done. We know that they're not coming back. But the rest, and we know it seems like Cecily Strong was in this stuff too. Yeah, we saw her up in there. Notably absent from the Weekend Update stuff was Kate McKinnon. Yes. Which makes me think she was busy doing something, maybe shooting a movie? Maybe. That's my best guess. Yeah. Is that she was probably shooting a movie. And... Leslie Jones showed up for one episode, so she's uh, still Speaking of... Uh, oh, so Shears and Mana, that's the other one who left. Okay, won't yeah. be back either. That's right. Uh, do you want to give our thoughts on the week four episode weekend update? I thought it was good. Uh, I think it was good. I, I I was telling you at the last one that they aired, it's like, this feels like a real good, like, dry run for the new head writers. Yeah. Like, I felt like a lot of the material was really strong. Um, the, the And the crowd just ate it up. Like, the crowd, especially that first episode, was just hysterical. The whole time. Um, yeah, I think they did a good job. I think format-wise, that thing totally works for 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of news going around, especially with this current administration. Yeah, that's good time. things can fit on a weekly basis that you don't run out of material. Here's the thing, though, is I'm kind of glad that they're only four. Because that's a format, however, that would very quickly overstay its welcome. Oh, yeah. Because well, it's funny enough they even, like... Did that joke? Yeah, they one hundred percent did that joke. Yes, which you have to do. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's it's you you can't do. I think the new stuff probably would work, but the character stuff, 
I think that would get grating if you had to do that every week. Redo characters? Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's consistent, like consistency with that stuff is way harder. Right. And it's good that they're doing this out of season. Because mm-hmm. um, you get break. just a little bit of a taste of SNL during a time where usually you get zero. Right. Which is kind of nice. So yeah, I thought it was a good idea. It was well executed. Will they ever do it again? I think it 100% depends on whether this uh, administration is as crazy as it has been. Yep. So we will see next summer. Yeah. Uh, uh, and just to wrap up uh, a little yeah. bit of SNL bit news, uh, Lauren Michael has actually indicated that the live experiment yeah. uh, that they did with the last four episodes yeah. may actually continue. Great. That would be awesome if uh, the whole season yep. was... Uh, uh, he doesn't say the, sorry, the whole season, but he will uh, select, do select episodes... Okay. Uh, airing at the same time on both uh, I both coasts. Wonder if it's going to be based on who's hosting. Probably. Yeah, like maybe season premiere they'll do it, but maybe not a week where they have like, I don't know. I can't even think of a like a B list celebrity right now that would host. Louis C.K. No, no, Louis C.K. would be a big week for them. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. After last season, yeah, he would. <laughs> Oh, when they have like Jennifer Lawrence. No, <laughs> are you kidding? Ariana Huffington. When they have like Demi Lovato or something like that, some like B-list, like not a huge star person. Uh, do you think uh, Taylor Swift? She has to. Yeah. Up. She yeah. has. To, she has an album. For she has an album. Can you imagine with the current temperature, which we'll get to later, on Taylor Swift, how badly that show will go? I'm uh. excited. Anyways. Anyways. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, moving on. Lastly here, the bits. Yep, let's do some bits. Do I have TV? Oh, I do have TV bits. Uh, so, uh, the CW okay. will be offered in on uh, Hulu Live TV. Oh. They, they signed on. So, if you, if you get Hulu Live, yep. you'll get the CW as well. Cool. That, uh, yeah, they're not on a lot of streaming networks because they kind of were doing their own thing. Right, they have their own network. But that's interesting uh, choice. It might be due to the fact that they have, like, still have a whole investment in them. Yep. So. Uh, Star Trek Discovery will officially get a TVMA rating. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, um, so, expected to go HBO-ish? I mean, this is a streaming only thing. Yeah, which makes me think that that's why. Yeah. It's probably when they found out that the deal was like, yeah, you're going to be on the streaming thing. The the, 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 they probably asked them, like, then can we do whatever we want? And they probably said, yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah. And in a world where the biggest show on television is a super graphic show called Game of Thrones, I think you can 100% do it. You yeah. can have something Star Wars brand. Star, Star Wars. Star, Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek branded. See, it's not just me, people. <laughs> oh, man, there's something in the, something in that mac and cheese I know. tonight. <laughs> that milk, it's that lactate. That milk. That milk, though. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And lastly, um, South Park uh-huh. will be running every episode. Yep. Back to back. Since uh, Except uh, during <laughs> the day of the show's usual uh, spot. Simpsons already did it. Yep. Uh, they will, this will begin September 6th, <laughs> uh, leading up to the new season, which starts September 13th. Yeah. This is over 200 episodes, and from the article that I read, will actually include the uh, the infamous episode Super Best Friends. Yeah. 
and episodes 200 and 201. So yeah, if you don't know why those were banned, uh, go Google it. We're not going to get into it right now. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's kind of, I guess that's cool for South Park fans, but then again, I feel like it has the same problem as The Simpsons, where it's like, there's just such a gap in quality in the last bunch of well, seasons. Well, especially the last couple seasons, because yeah. they went anth- anth- anthological. And with the expectation of Hillary Clinton winning, yeah. that the fact that it didn't go the way they wanted, um, or the way that they planned, they improvised. They improvised a lot. So, yeah. So uh, that's why I'm glad that this upcoming season they're going back to episodics. Yeah. Well, even before that, I'm talking about like the last ten years of South Park. It's yeah. like not what that show was. Right, it became more social commentary than it came... But it became so reliant on that stuff that it wasn't fun anymore, you know? Eh, Like, I don't know. That's my... It's fun. And they just... Their their crutch was the whole both sides stuff. Right. And it's just like, I don't know. It it lost me completely with Uh the the PC stuff. Well, that the PC stuff is when they started the anthological. It's like dumb. And I'm glad they're getting away from it. It's dumb. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Anyways, um, I yeah. think that it's an interesting thing that they're trying, but eh. Alright, and lastly in TV, we have to talk about yeah. the big thing, everything, and nothing at all. Of course, I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Yes, as I just mentioned, biggest television show in the on the planet, arguably, right now is yep. HBO's Game of Thrones, which is now uh, finished. It's second to, it's second to last, penultimate Penultimate season. Um, and yep, it's yeah. final, it's finale hit 16 and a half million viewers. Yeah. And that's on HBO. Think about that for a second. Yes. So Paid that's people that are paying way too much money, either to their cable provider or directly to HBO. This isn't including the approximate 3 million people who yeah. illegally downloaded oh, yeah. it. Yeah, and watched it. And watched it. On their yeah. own terms. Yeah. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Well, first about the episode, and then about the season. Okay, so, uh, ooh, that reminds me, September 15th, I gotta get off that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting distracted by Rebel Pilot ra- Rally Monkeys. Yeah, he'll go great with my Stormtrooper Rally Monkey and my uh, Obi-Wan Rally Monkey. By the way, Rebel Pilot, Rebel, <laughs> can't even say it, Rebel Pilot Rally Monkey, Rebel Pilot Rally <laughs> Rebel Pilot Rally Monkey is my new band. There you go. <laughs> Can't even say it. So, anyways. Yes. Okay. Tell me about so, the season finale of Game right, of Thrones. So the season finale pretty much sums up the entire season. Yeah. Where everything that you wanted to happen, expected to happen, did happen. Totally happens. Yep. Um, characters finally meet. Yet, like ten of the main characters. Finally, all meeting in one central place in the final episode, you get uh, comeuppance in terms of yeah the who dies in that who, yeah who dies in the finale. I'm not gonna try and spoil stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's not. In terms of who dies, yeah. what happens, how it happens, uh, and stuff that you thought shouldn't happen but does. <laughs> yes. Um, a major reveal that apparently wasn't a major wasn't reveal. a major reveal for people who knew stuff. Right, it was basically spoon fed uh, yeah. to everyone who who didn't get it clicking. Right, and they're just like, here, no, here it is. Here's yeah, we're, we're just gonna lay it out for you, layman's terms. Yeah, which is smart because that's what you should do in the season before last. Because the last season, you should know what the stakes are at that point. You should know right, the, which the path to the, the end. previous season they did something very similar. Yeah, where they indicated that 
Jon Snow was in fact uh, Ned Stark's nephew, Lyanna's son. Sure. They they laid out. They specifically said that to you. Right. And so um, that's not a spoiler. That's a season ago. Catch up. <laughs> Delicious catch up. Yep. Uh, so uh, the reason I say that this past episode basically comes to the entire season is because this is the first season where they are completely off the books and you can definitely tell <laughs> that George R. R. Martin is no longer writing this thing. Yeah, it's kind of anything goes now. No, it's no longer that anything goes. It's that HBO and Hollywood have completely taken over this thing. Yeah. And that they are make, they're Hollywoodizing it. They're making it very much fan fiction at this point and none of the bad none of the stuff that happens where like you expect everything to go to shit doesn't because your heroes have to win yeah it's taken that kind of a direction so yeah uh, I don't watch the show well you watch it when I watch it traditionally I've watched a handful of episodes yes but I have watched the last two weeks yes I watched last week's episode yeah you watched this week's episode I I just happened to have watched them um, and yeah, I noticed, it was like, this seems lighter than I expected Game of Thrones to be. Yes, it was a very lighter tone. Now, so that's a new thing. <laughs> that's a new thing. Okay. Um, the battles weren't as epic. There's a lot more CGI no. involved yeah. in this past season. And a crap load of dragons. Yes. They were heavy <laughs> on the dragons. Dragons and zombies yeah. were, were, are alive and kicking. Right, which everything in this season was meant to put the pieces in position for the final season. Everything that they did this season was done on purpose. Okay, so now the question here is, you're pulling your punches. Oh, yeah. How does this make you feel? Do Uh, you like that, or do you not like that? No, I don't like it. Because from what I can tell, uh, the internet is very divided. Yes. It's very... Oh, I know. It's a very divided issue. Some people are way into the fact that it's kind of whatever, let's just have fun, dragons everywhere. And some people are, no, this is not the books this I like. This is not the Game of Thrones this that I watched. the thing that I like. Well, because it's, the reason it's splitting is because the writing has split. Yeah. Because there's the, there's the part of the internet where people do Game of Thrones fan service, Game of Thrones shipping, <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones, like... <laughs> This is how it should be yeah. in order for me to like watch it and enjoy it. Sure. And have your heroes win. Unfortunately, way back in the beginning of the series, George R. R. Martin said, if you think you know where Game of Thrones is going, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Meaning that everything will go to shit eventually. And it didn't quite happen this season. Yeah. Nothing really went to shit. Nothing really went... Everything seemed to go according to plan because... At least for the most part, everyone knows what the end goal is in terms of the battle of the living and the dead. That's the battle we're going to in in the upcoming season. We just need to get there. And that's what the season was. So it was a lot okay. of fan service and a lot of moving pieces in its way. So it's, and it just wasn't... Okay. It was good in terms of how they did it. Yeah, it just wasn't what you wanted. It's just... Could have been executed a lot better. So let's move away from the potential spoilers now. Okay. Um, <laughs> and let's talk about... 
talk about its chances next year uh, in next year's Emmys. Do you think this thing will sweep? No, again? I don't think it'll sweep. You think it lost its lost its cachet? I think so. In unlike, unlike when I saw the episode Battle of the Bastards, and immediately after it, I said, "You said that that was that thing's gonna Emmys. win all the Emmys, and, and it did. did all win all the Emmys." <laughs> I didn't see that this uh, this this uh, yeah. season. Okay. There was nothing in it that said. This is everything that we wanted to do. Yes, yeah, it's basically that, it was very. Yeah. Cool. It was like HBO was in charge and said, "You need to get from this point where you are right now to this point mm-hmm. with all these characters still alive, because yeah. we because they're our main characters and we need them for our final season." Uh, yeah. So, uh, do they course correct next season, or do you think it's just going to be like this until it's over? I have a feeling it's going to be like this uh, for the first. Uh, five episodes. Oh, but then go crazy for the finale. And then go crazy for the last two finale. That would be smart because you want to leave the audience with the last thing as being something. My worry is that they go so over the top that people just remember it as, oh man, it was super over the top. Why did this thing last as long as it did? Well, funny enough, uh, I was watching Rick and Morty and during the last commercial break of it, They did an in memoriam for Game of Thrones writing, yeah. 2010 to 2016. I thought it was a cute joke. Yeah. It was a cute joke. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, okay, so not your favorite season. Overall, you think that the quality is not what it was, or at least the tone is yeah. not what it was. Everything seemed okay. like it was held back. Yeah, sure. Oh, well. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's Game of Thrones then. Yep. That being said, of course, I'll be watching next season. I'll be following everything. Uh, there's nothing you can <laughs> nothing do will stop me. you. Nothing is stopping you. Nor me. anyone else here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in this this country of ours from watching more Game of Thrones. So, uh, so we'll be back yes. next year to talk about <laughs> the final season. Yep. Um, moving on. Moving, yeah. Uh, so we've talked Game of Thrones to death here. We did. Just like most of the characters on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Moving on. All right, it's our favorite VR lady again. Yes, VR lady's What's back. What's going with VR stock photo lady? Uh, VR's back because uh, PlayStation... Did relief? Yes. PlayStation VR decided okay. to get into the price cut mix. Okay. Uh, although, not as deep. Not as... Not, well, yeah, it was already cheaper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in continuation from last week's story... Wait. Before we get to VR... Uh-oh. Before we get to VR, everyone... Uh-oh. We, we, we must go over our cancellations. Oh, we, you you jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. You jumped the gun. I was like, I'm going to say, it's like, how does this have to do with TV? It's literally a thought that I had. Yeah. But I just didn't vocalize it. Okay, let's talk about cancellations and renewals now that yep. you remembered. Yep. So first up, we have Friends from College, Netflix. Yeah. Second season. Which even is weird, though everyone, because I feel like everybody panned that thing. Yeah. But okay, sure. Uh, get Shorty. It's a 10-episode second season on Epics ahead of its premiere. Yeah, the only time on the site that I've ever written the word Epics. <laughs> uh, Transparent gets a fifth season ahead of its four-season debut next month on okay. Amazon. Yep. Last Chance You gets a third season. Aren't what, you what? thrilled? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Room 104 gets a second season on HBO. It has yet to debut. Yep. <laughs> uh, also yet to debut? Or I think it did, maybe. Okay. Uh, Fleabag. Is a second season in 2019 on Amazon. Okay, what is Fleabag? Don't know, don't care. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, we have Toby Hooper, age 74, director of Poltergeist and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Got it. We also have Jay Thomas, 
69, Actor on Murphy Brown and Cheers. Alrighty. Alright, now let's move back into VR here. Let's move back into VR. Always. Yep. Okay, so how much is the cut? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, continuation from last week. Uh, PlayStation's getting VR price cut. The core set, which previously only included the headset, will now include, uh, will now be three ninety nine, okay. but include the PlayStation camera. Priced at $50, or $60. So, PlayStation camera by itself is priced at $60. Okay. Yeah. But now you can get that bundled with the PlayStation VR because you need, you it. need it. Yeah, it's required. Yeah. I don't know why everything in that uh, in that uh, the body box wasn't. Um, we're getting distracted by baseball here. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that wasn't included in the first. Well, point. well, it, it was included in the bigger package. No, no, it was included because they originally had the package of the PlayStation Move. Yeah, which you also kind of need to you run do. the PlayStation VR. You need it for games that involve. Controls. Right, so those <laughs> who have PlayStation Move already have the camera and yeah. the and the Move controllers. So all they needed was the headset. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I like we said last week, I'm glad that those things are getting cheaper because maybe somebody will care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the more expensive bundle, which was four ninety nine. Yeah. Which included the camera, two PlayStation Move controllers, and the Sony mini game PlayStation World. Uh, dropped fifty dollars and is now four. Forty-nine. Okay. Uh, this price point keeps it keeps PSVR lower than that of the Oculus Rift, which is currently at four ninety-nine. So fifty dollars cheaper. Yep. Yep. And yeah, uh, the best yeah. deal of the bunch. Yep. Now let's move on to the big news. Okay. Of this uh, well, video game. Big is maybe not fair. It, it is. It wasn't that big. Half Life Three confirmed. Well, not really. Let's let's talk about okay. this here. So yeah, uh, former yeah, so former lead writer lead of writer. the Half Life series, Mark Laidlaw. Yeah, Mark Laidlaw, who was no longer with Valve as of eighteen months ago. He and um, oh, shoot, what's his name? Um, he and um, Eric Wolpoff were the main writers over at Valve. Uh, right, they wrote a lot of Half Life games. They wrote Portal, uh, but yeah, they they had both infamously left. Uh, Kind of when Valve went into Dota Land and just abandoned narrative-focused games. Yep. So he uh, went upon himself and uh, released the script, at least what he claims to be, the script to the game that would have been Half Life Three. Right. Now he may not own the IP. No. For it. But he wrote the script, so he has right. some sort of man like ownership of it. Right. He's largely the creator of the story and the characters. Right. So if he can put that out. He's not selling it. Right, this is basically yeah. his, quote, fan fiction of yeah. what Half-Life 3 should be. Should have been. Right. And arguably was, for right. all we know. But, since Valve has done nothing with the Half-Life series in over ten years, yeah. and all the main people who worked on the series uh-huh. have gone on to other companies or other projects, yeah. he basically wrote this to satisfy the fans and bring a bit of closure, closure. to the project yeah. that he was so very close to for the last like what six seven years I've been on the team Valve is never gonna make it guys yes and I still and I've been on that. the team of the Half-Life 3 joke <laughs> yeah. where everything is confirming anything <laughs> yes yeah I mean I hope what this does is kind of put that to bed because 
Valve is a different company than it was when it put out Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Yes. It's a very different company now. Right. They run the most successful um, store front for PC games. Steam. Period. They run one of the most successful games in competitive gaming. Dota 2. Esports. Dota 2. Yep. They own so much money. It's and so dumb many money. knives. It's dumb money. So yeah, it's just there's no reason for any and of so them to crowbars. care about a thing that made the money 20 years ago. They right. don't have to care. So they don't. Yeah. So yeah. Just calm down, internet. You're never going to get it. Yeah. This is as good as it's going to be. Apparently, internet, uh, as they do, yeah. wanted backlash and wanted justice. So, if you currently go on to Dota 2... I wasn't planning site, on it. Sure. Or not say, but Dota two, the Dota two review page. If, if you will see a that. lot of negative reviews claiming that Dota two killed Valve. Yeah, yeah. Well, people are gonna be bitter. Yeah, but it's dumb. It is. But such is the internet, such is life, and that will such be the end life. of Half Life. Exactly. Well, such is Half Life. <laughs> yep. Moving on to Microsoft. So last week uh, we announced that that they announced uh, the Xbox One X Scorpio Edition. Right, yeah, that thing. Yes, aka the Xbox PS. Yes. PSE. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no. Yeah, Xbox Scorpio Edition. Yeah, no, Project Scorpio oh, Edition. Project PSE. Scorpio. Okay, got. It. Yes. Uh, so according to Microsoft's press release, yeah. the newly unveiled uh, Xbox was sold out <laughs> in many countries around the world. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. Uh, there have been more Expo- uh, more Project Scorpio Edition consoles pre-ordered in the first five days than any Xbox ever. This is Microsoft turning their own horn. Here. Yeah, a little bit. How many of those are going to be Sold and then immediately resold? That's another story. <laughs> Probably a handful. Oh, yeah. Um, they, uh, Microsoft will be announcing details of the next wave of Xbox One X Standard Edition pre-orders next month. Yeah. Uh, Project Scorpio will launch November 7th. Um, early buzz. Uh, the company is predicting that thing to be the most pre-ordered Xbox ever. Right. Which well, that's what it is. Surprised yeah. if that was going to be the case. Yeah. Yes, that's that's basically what this article said. Or that that they said. Yeah. That we've sold so many pre-orders, which means we've shipped nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've shipped nothing. Is the story here? Yeah. But they can blow it up and make up all the things that they want to make. Oh yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Do we have any more stories? We have the bits. We have the bits. All right, let's talk about some video game bits. Delicious video game bits. So, uh, for those of you still on the Nintendo, Beavers will be shutting down as of November 8th. Yeah, we had already heard that that was going to happen. We finally have a date when that's going to shut down. Yep, November 8th. So uh, leave your your, uh, questions about why uh, Samus can't crawl. Or, sorry, why Metroid can't crawl. Yes. I think the, the, my favorite me point, me, 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 <laughs> me verse uh, post ever. Why why can't Metroid crawl? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, because that's going to go away yeah. pretty soon. So have fun on the me verse while you can. Yeah. Also, uh, 
South Park, the upcoming South Park game, the fractured butthole. Yes. Will be, will not be censored in Australia. Yeah. So this was following, of course, the release of the Stick of Truth, uh, last generation's South Park game, when it was censored in Australia. Yes. Major scenes of the game were extracted from the game and replaced by... A crying koala bear. A crying koala bear that essentially told the audience, hey, there's something going on here, but we can't show you because it's been censored in your country. Although, I, I read that it was... Yeah. that That's how I would say it, that it literally described what was happening. Oh, did it? Yes. That's while it said, while the uh, Same, koala bear was crying. But we can't show you. But we can't show you. Like, we said, so, so, like, we'd like to show yeah. you whatever the scene this, was, this but your government provides us from... from but it looks like they uh, pulled whatever strings they needed to to uh, make it not no longer the case. Or Australia finally got a sense of humor. Or something, I don't know. Well, to be fair, I don't know if all about it could be us having a sense of humor or not. Yeah. It's not a little... It could, could, could just be them saying, it's a video game, whatever. It's just they're a little bit more strict with their regulations about their yeah. video games over there. Which is fine. That's yeah. a thing. So yeah, uh, anyways... Yep. Anyways, uh, we also have Xbox Gold games, uh, free games coming out. We have you can if you're Xbox Gold member, you can get Forza Five for free. Cool. As well as Oxen Free. I've been meaning to play that. I will totally download it. We also have Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Hurricane okay. Edition, which was the yeah the, the 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 console release. Yes, and Battlefield Three. All, okay. Yeah, all that's coming next month. Sure. Battlefield 3, I guess, is old enough now where that qualifies. Yep. Also, uh, Germany officially gaining PlayStation Now. Now. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know they didn't have it. Yeah. And lastly, Telltale Games has officially approached uh, the press production team of Black Mirror to make it episodic game series based okay. off the famous uh, Netflix Now TV show. Cool. So, we may see a uh, Black Mirror episodic video game, which would be interesting. Yeah. And that brings us to our last bit of uh, video game news here. Okay. Mr. Tom Brady. Right. Well, this isn't news, is it? No, this is our thoughts. Yeah. So, uh, you got uh, Madden 18. Yes. We have a Madden 18. And we've been streaming it on our Twitch. Yeah. Uh, do you want to open with that? Well, let's talk about the game first. Okay. I think we should talk about the game first. All right. Because there's stuff going on in this game that makes it unique for a Madden game. Right. So this is the first Madden game using the Frostbite engine. This is the updated meant for current gen. I guess we have to say next gen. But no, current no, not gen. next gen. No, but made for current gen consoles. Yeah, and you can the tell. The PlayStation, the PS4, and the, X the Xbox One. And... It looks great. Well, uh, keep in mind, we are playing on a PS4 Pro here. Yes. So we're spoiled. Uh, we have the highest fidelity console Madden experience possible. Right. Uh, so yeah, it looks real, real good on our uh, just HDTV. We don't have 4K, but hey, that game looks good. Yeah. The reflections are really impressive. There's You can see the sweat on the dudes. Which yeah. I feel like that sentence has been said for the last 10 years about sports games. I, but it's I'm more impressed. true than ever before. Guys. I'm more impressive with, with the helmet reflection. Yeah. Than, although, 
If you look really do look closely, yeah. the background cameras look like they're from a PS2 yeah, era. <laughs> not everything is as high fidelity as the characters. Yes. But that's on purpose. They, they're obviously spent the most time on the things that you're looking at mostly, right. which are the players. So it makes 100% sense why they would ignore maybe maybe the small things in the background. Yeah. But yeah, um, um, it seems like it plays really well uh, compared. Yep. Um, also, uh, let's talk about Longshot. Yes. So this... Uh, this uh, game has a story mode. Yeah, for the first time ever, um, EA Sports put in a story mode, not too dissimilar to their one for FIFA, uh, where you play as an up-and-coming uh, football player uh, who is a literal long shot, competing on a reality show yep. called Long Shot. Yep. Uh, so you play as D-Wade. Yes, D-Wade. Yep, and your best friend, Cruise Missile, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, who's a wide receiver. You're like the one-two tandem. Yep. Um, or basically, you grow up with Mahershala Ali. You're, Mahershala Ali is your father. Which I'm okay with this. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that yes, too. He, uh, he's, not only is he, is he your father, but he's also your coach. Coach father. Yes. He's coach dad. Yes, and uh, you can unlock him as a coach, so now I have Mahershala Ali on my sideline. Yeah. In my mutt team. But anyways, uh, what long shot is, so it's a story mode plus the actual gameplay. So what yeah. we mean by that is, think about if they smashed a Telltale adventure game into a the side of a Madden game and like made a delicious Oreo of deliciousness. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. So there's the story portions, which essentially is uh, cutscenes that have interactive choices, like a Telltale game would, where you're right. making choices on the fly uh, that will affect... Your main character's uh, career path. Right, they, they affect your scouting ability. Yeah. Because um, the ultimate goal here is to be drafted in the NFL. Right. Um, the goal, yeah, that's the, that's the overall goal. That's right. what you're working forward to. Uh, you go through the um, the experience of long shot TV show. Yeah. Which is how they get away with using the, the term long shot yeah. consistently yeah. in this thing. And you do make uh, decisions that affect... Uh, to several characters. Uh, so what do you think about the actual story here? I thought the story, while it's well done and while it's a good story, I wanted to play more than watch more of what it was. I felt that that's how you were feeling. Because um, I think that you were kind of brushing against the fact that you wanted to play Madden in the Madden game. And that's not at all what that thing is. You're right. That thing, however... I think it is offering a different kind of experience for people who maybe don't play a lot of sports games. Yeah, it definitely uh, gives you a good introduction yeah. into uh, the uh, the mechanics of Madden. It teaches you how to play the quarterback position, essentially, yeah. and what it is that you're looking for yeah. in Madden. I mean, you got a lot out of it. It's a fascinating tutorial in a lot of ways. Yeah. In a way that there hasn't been a tutorial in a Madden game probably ever. No, no there, there has been. No, I mean this way. Oh, this way? It doesn't no. in a really interactive, educational way that I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of. Right. Also, the times that it does want to be, like, get that emotional, like, affectation works. Oh, yeah. I actually was shocked. I saw maybe half of it. I think I missed the second half. Yeah, you missed the second half. Um, but, but the first half of that, is, I thought it was really well done when they wanted to express these characters as being real people. I was impressed with the characterization of the people they created for this fake thing. 
Uh, they seem like real football players. They f- seem Are like they? real coaches. The producer guy may be a little over the top. Yeah. But, hey, you need comic relief. Right. And, and you need an obvious villain. And there's well, there's a lot of real, real cool, touching stuff that they did in this thing yep. that was above and beyond what they could have done. What they... What they would have Wait, like? Could uh, have done. Did, did you get to the military part? I saw the beginning. I think of the military. Part. Okay, you yeah. were uh, throwing uh, 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 passes with uh, Dan Marino. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I guess targets. Yeah, if that doesn't make practice. any sense to you, you should probably play some of this. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, the frostbite engine, well done, Dan Marino. <laughs> a, a weirdly, yeah, at first uncanny valley. As Dan Marino gets a little, you get used to him, I yeah. suppose. But yeah, uh, it's that thing. I think my takeaway is is that thing is better than it probably should have been. Oh yeah, and it's amazing that they spent that much time and resources, presumably. Oh yeah. Um, well, at the on very, a thing like this. Well, at the very end, it does the uh, typical telltale thing where it shows you the behind the scenes of their characters yeah. doing the emotions and uh, the about the actual filming of yeah. Of the, of the series. Which is cool. And it's great. So, uh, to wrap this up, um, here's a question for you. Answer. So what EA did with FIFA's uh, mode was, in the game after the one they introduced it, mm-hmm. they did a continuation of the story of the character you played as in the first part. Okay. And instead of basically doing a new story mode, it was just like, no, you're still the same guy in his next leg of his adventure, essentially. Right. Do you think they do that here? Do you play Mr. Wade in the big leagues? Interesting you bring that up because in doing the uh, Madden Ultimate Team, yeah, uh, but you can essentially draft him. No, not only no, not yeah. only that, but there is a section since that I've been doing that you see me doing, yeah, specifically right. for the long shot uh, series. Stuff, There's about yeah. twenty-seven challenges where you play as uh, D Wade, yeah, and. If you complete the challenges, you get more Madden Ultimate teams. So yeah, they they built in an extension and already is what you're saying yes. to the mode and the other mode because they knew people would want to go back to it. Right. So, but but yeah, but like, do you think there's some more story to be told about this character? Yes. So do you think they will do in, in Madden 19 another story about? I think Devin so. Wade? I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. the story officially ends of you being drafted, yeah. assuming you get. Assuming you get, drafted. you get drafted. I heard from someone uh, well, on a podcast I listened to that they uh, got, let's say, a bad ending. Okay. Did you get a bad ending or did you get a good ending? Technically, I got a good ending okay. because I got drafted. Okay. But it was also a bad ending because I was Mr. Irrelevant at that point. Oh, no, yeah. When I got okay. drafted? Hey. Or I was like like six away from Hey, Mr. there Irrelevant. have been some impressive Mr. Irrelevance. Mr. Irrelevant is my father. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Anyways. Like you're listening to this. <laughs> no, he has no idea this exists. Who no. are we kidding? Where do you think this came from? This thing came from him. <laughs> okay. No, he knows that you do it, but he doesn't know this podcast itself oh, yeah. exists. He can't access YouTube. <laughs> anyway, This is a guy who says, change the channel and hands me the remote. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways. He good. says, put on the game. Like, put you game. do it. Yes. You do. I don't know how to do it. This is uh, this is foreign to me. I have no idea how he's changing the channel now, though. <laughs> this alien device. I don't know how to use it. Wait, no, never mind. He doesn't change the channel. The TV's <laughs> just always on sports. It's center. always on ESPN. It's always on ESPN. 
Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so Madden's good. Um, well, let, let's talk about it a little bit more. So you've also been playing the um, the but. Madden Ultimate Team, or Mutt, uh, which is basically their, like, collectible card thing. Yeah, it's, sports it's games fantasy, doing. This is their fantasy team Yeah. Yes. Where you build up, you collect cards, you build up your fantasy team. If you've ever, if you've played a sports game in the last 10 years, you know what that is. Yes. Uh, also, there's, the, of course, the traditional fa- uh, the franchise mode, which in this case, also, like the last few years, I think they've done this, is split into player, coach, and team. Right. Or, sorry, uh, player, coach, and manager. Yes. So basically, you can have, like, a super bird's eye view and be, like, the team manager and, like, make a lot of executive decisions. Right. You can be the... the coach and do just play calls, or you can do, essentially, and some, like, team shuffling around. Right. Or you can be a player and play a player. mode. Forever. Basically. Yeah, Superstar. The formerly known as Superstar. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing this. Yes. We have started our own franchise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our own franchise. So, uh, Mevo Podcast is bringing you a special, our first special recurring stream. It's over there. It's over uh, there. It's uh, over there. Of this game. We decided it would be a real fun uh, thing to do. So, we are going to play through an entire Madden franchise season as the one, the only, Mr. Buttfumble himself. Mr. Hot Dog Eating. Hot Dog Eating on Second the sidelines. Second string wearing. <laughs> so you playing... four jerseys so far. <laughs> Where is the pink one? Also honorary captain of my fantasy football league. Number six. Number six in your program. Number, number six one in your hearts. hearts. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Mr. Same Mark- joke, but I was harsh. Mr. Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. So yeah, if you want to try, uh, you want to watch us try to make Mark Sanchez good at football. Yes, <laughs> which is my so, joke about this. Yeah, um, so um, Mark yeah. Sanchez, five years in the league. Yes, is currently the backup. backup to the backup backup. backup. He's the third string <laughs> on the Bears. At on least that's Bears. what. That's what the NFL, yes. that's what Madden has him as. No, well, that is what he is. Yes. Right now. Yes, he's the third string on the Bears. So you now. will likely not see him this season. But you will see him on our stream. So we already put, uh, uh, episode one is up on YouTube, or sorry, Twitch. Twitch. Twitch.tv uh, slash media boat. Uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, episode one is already on. Uh, uh, Mr. Sanchez has played uh, the last week of preseason and he's played his season opener against the uh, Atlanta Falcons, Falcons yeah. and uh, lost but not as much as you think yeah uh, so check that out Spoiler. that sounds as, <laughs> as interesting as he did hey it was a pretty impressive score seeing as that there were three interceptions <laughs> yes <laughs> and a fumble yes so hey so Sanchez is clearly playing Sanchez is going to Sanchez in other words <laughs> Uh, but yeah, check it. Uh, we'll be back probably next Monday. We'll yes. do it on Mondays. Yeah, I guess. We're, we're trying to do this Mondays around yeah. seven o'clock seven. for an hour. So yeah, check it out. Uh, uh, we'll be back. It's called the Sanchise. So yeah, Media Boat presents the Sanchise. Yep. So uh, check that out. Yeah, that, that of course is on our Twitch channel. Yes. Twitch.tv backslash Media Boat. Right. Anything else you want to add about Madden? Um, if you want to play me in Madden. Uh, oh, yeah. This is for the PlayStation 4 version. Yeah, we're playing on PlayStation 4. Yep. Uh, my my gamer tag is not two N A U G H T the number two. Yep. Go ahead, friend me. We'll get you uh, on our stream and we will play against each other. Yes. Good luck because I've been practicing. Yes. But yeah, yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun. 
but moving on. Yeah, but moving on. Music time. Music. All right, Billboard. So, for once, even though number one is still the same number one that we've had for weeks, there's actually interesting news about this. Okay. Number one, of course, in your Hot 100 singles is none Despacito. other than Despacito, Luis Fonsi, and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. But this is notable because this week marks a record for this song. It is now tied for second place for longest-running number one single on the Billboard charts. And it will stay there. And unfortunately, we'll stay there. We'll get there later. In just a yes. hot second. In hot second, we'll get to that story. Next, number two, Wild Thoughts, DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryce Tiller. Number three, Bodak Yellow with uh, parentheses Money Moves by Cardi B. Number four, Believer by Imagine Dragons. And number five, moving up into the top five this week, Attention by Charlie Puth. Moving on to the top 200 albums. Ooh, nice catch. Debuting at number one this week. The new, brand new album. Their first in eight years. Science Fiction debuts at number one this week. Have you heard, I'm judging by your face that you have no idea what brand new is. Oh no, brand new is the band. <laughs> that answers my question. Yeah, so brand new is a, well, they used to be referred to as an emo band. Right. Uh, back when that was a term that was a catch-all, mm-hmm. as opposed to now, uh, where it's kind of, eh, losing favor as an identifier for music. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back in like the mid-2000s, they were kind of the emo act. But yeah, they kind of disappeared after an album in 2009, 2010, kind of. Um, and yeah, uh, come, came back out of nowhere, surprise released <laughs> this thing, and apparently it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, people really like it. Um, so yeah, they, that debuted at number one this week. Number two, uh, Project Baby 2 by Kodak Black. Number three, Damn, by Kendrick Lamar. Damn! Kendrick Lamar back in the news, getting that VMA bump uh, yeah. after winning a video of the year at the VMAs. Number for, four. For Humble? What? For which one, Humble? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, one for Humble. Number four, uh, The Peace and the Panic by Neck Deep. And number five, uh, dropping down from its number one last week, Rainbow by Kesha. Okay. Um, do we want to do our, our weekly washes here? Uh, Moana. Uh, Moana watch. Let me scroll all the way down. Moana's 18. Yeah. I mean, another two months and it's been a year. Okay. It's so definitely got that Netflix bump we saw. Now I'm guessing we're going to talk about the thing we have to talk about. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk uh, But first, we're going to talk about new releases. Oh, yes. That's more important. Yes. We have Cloud Control with Zone... Good band. Hercules and Love Affair. Okay. Omnion. All right. Joan Osborne with Songs of Bob Dylan. It's a cover album. That's I bet I would I would think it would be. We have Mogwai with okay. Every Country Sun. All right. We have Motorhead coming sure. out of nowhere with Undercover. Okay. We have Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. All right. The Punishment of Luxury. <laughs> okay. We have Star Sailor with All This Life. What am I going to do with All This Life? We also have The Knife with Shaking the Habitual. That's the... Live at Terminal 5. Yep, that's the live album. Yep, yep. We have The Pains of Being Pure at Heart with The Echo of Pleasure. Pleasure. I didn't know they had a new album coming out. Surprise. Surprise. We also have The Script with a new album. Okay. Freedom Child. And lastly, uh, I'm not sure if this is new or not, but it was up there. 
LCD Sound System with American Dream. Yeah, that's your big release this week. Okay. Uh, the new LCD Sound System comes out finally. Um, I will likely listen to that, so I will likely have thoughts next week. All right. But I want to hear your thoughts okay. on this thing. Wait, no. No. Well, yeah, let's go with this first. Uh, yeah, so the VMAs happened. VMAs happened. It was not anything really to talk about. Yes. Which is why that is not <laughs> Katy Perry up there. It noted, it's notable that the big story that I saw most after the VMAs was about a person who wasn't there. There was a story going around how The Weeknd was supposed to perform. Oh, yeah. Was advertised to as being a performer mm. and chose not to go. So, yeah. Uh, it's very telling when you have an award show and everyone's talking about a person who did show up as opposed to the people who did. So, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot uh, to talk about from what I understand. We didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, Katy Perry apparently made a lot of real bad jokes. Um, they debuted a, um, a, a video uh, for something that we'll talk about momentarily. Yep. Um, but other than that, uh, I think Fifth Harmony did a thing. Fourth uh, Harmony? 60, uh, 60. 30 Seconds to Mars did a weird, like, live video thing. Well, oh, with, yeah. like, infrared cameras. Well, not only that, but Jared Leto came out Leto. and did a very huge thing on Suicide Watch and then mentioned yeah. Cheshire Bennington. Yeah. And then they showed Linkin Park's uh, performance uh, at the uh, Griffith Observatory from two years ago. Yeah. And immediately cut away after a minute into it. So, yeah. And people were pissed. That was weird. MTV was cutting a lot of stuff. In yeah. In the middle of stuff. Yeah, they, they cut, uh, what's her name? The, the new album? Or the, the new artist, please? Yeah, what's her name? That did, She didn't end up, did she end up winning? I don't know. Artists? I didn't I watch didn't it. pay attention. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, it was a weird yeah, show. Yeah, MTV did a lot of cuts. It was a weird, weird show. It was with weird. A lot of weird choices. And apparently, um, it was their lowest rated show ever. Makes sense. So, checks out. Anyways. That tracks. That's not Katy Perry. I don't know why you're talking about the VMAs. Oh, I thought that was Katy Perry. No, I mentioned that was not Katy Perry. You kept talking. I can't see from here. Uh, check your prescription. I, I, I can't. I don't have vis- uh, vision insurance. <laughs> um, you tell me who that is then. That is Lady Gaga. Okay, that, what, what's up with Lady Gaga? Uh, she's currently working on a new album. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, she is also <laughs> partnering with uh, Verizon for a VIP Joanne World Tour experience. Okay. Uh, quote, I have lots of ideas and a lot of things I want to create, so you'll see in a bit. I need some time to create. Sure. Uh, Gaga still has songs like Princess Die and Living on the Radio, which she plays during her concerts, mm. but are not available to stream or download, so they may be on her new album, they and may be on a compilation album, they may never come out at all. Perhaps. Well, we won't know But Lady happens. Gaga says that she has thoughts for a new album, and... She is eager to get back in the studio after this uh, Joanne World Tour is done and start working on it. Okay. So, cool. Lady Gaga's writing new material, everyone. Sweet. Speaking of writing new material, now let's talk about this. Okay. All right. Uh, I've talked a lot about this. You talked about a lot of it with me. Uh, yeah, with everybody. Like anyone who would listen. <laughs> so, I'm going to keep it brief here as much as I can. Did you do a write-up on this? Uh, no, the last write-up I did was the announcement of Reputation. Okay. Um, so, yeah, last yeah. week we talked a little bit about uh, Taylor Swift, uh, who is in the news because she uh, released information about her new album uh, called Reputation. Uh, she released album art. We talked about that last week. The thing that happened since then. So we had talked about on the podcast how the day after we were, going, we were live, 
she was going to debut a single. Yep. She has done so. The single, uh, not titled Timeless, as originally reported, right. by Not Only Me. So that wasn't just me screwing that up. Right. Uh, I just want to make that clear, because I had to go back and edit the article to, okay. to replace the name of that single. I ended up being called Look What You Made Me Do. Which sounds like a <laughs> very um, abusive relationship. Yeah, weird choice of words, yeah. Taylor. So anyways, uh, the song uh, initially had a lot of people going, oh, this is her Con- uh, Kanye West this uh, diss. diss track. Yeah, but it, it does start with a verse that does sound specifically referencing things about Kanye. Right, the second line in that with song about talks Atlantic about stage, Tilted Stage. Which yeah. is a very, very uh, uh, prominent feature of his uh, Yeezus tour. Right. So, or St. Pablo tour, sorry. So yeah, uh, sure. Uh, that was the original thought. But man, that song is also weird in a lot of weird ways. So it's a tonal shift completely for her. As we kind of predicted last week, she did go in a different direction with yes. this song. But not content-wise, just sound-wise. This is kind of a darker take for uh, Taylor. The chorus is not m- melodic. It's kind of spoke-sung. It, yeah. the, the underlying uh, track is reminiscent of I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, Stereo Gum this week did a really good piece about the history of use of... Uh, I'm too sexy in pop culture. Okay. It's hilarious. You need to read it. <laughs> it's really funny. They go like step by step, like what movie, like the the, the uh, uh, segment of Encino Man that uses it. Yeah. And stuff like that. It just goes down like order of operate, like over of when it was used. It's great. Um, yeah. Um, it, this song that's kind of been known as kind of being terrible <laughs> and, and being like 90s shtick. Like Taylor maybe needed maybe didn't want to harken back to that. I think <laughs> weird choices we'll yeah. make here. Uh, but yeah, it's not a great song. Um, it's a weird direction for her. Um, Content-wise, it does seem to be like just in, in the Taylor Swift vein of I'm going to vaguely diss somebody. It's uh, almost like a sequel song to Bad Blood in a lot of ways, uh, at least them- thematically. Um, so yeah, internet kind of crapped on it. And then the music video came out. And then the music video came out. So the music video, I'm not going to go too much into it, um, has a lot of imagery of Taylor Swift being, let's say, um, in charge of things. Uh, and that's not strong enough. Like being a ruler. Of, Do you want to say dominant? Yeah, very dominant. Except I feel weird using that phrase for Taylor Swift, little demure, blonde Taylor Swift. Uh, but yes, um, there's a lot of imagery of her being like, on a throne and in front of a giant neon T that looks startlingly cross-like and just a lot of imagery that didn't sit well for me, especially in a time in, in a political atmosphere that we're having right now. Uh, it was a lot of weird choices and there's a crashing car in that thing, but the strangest moment happens at the end. When all the Taylors come out. So yeah, Taylor has a conversation with her past selves, I guess you could say. Versions of herself that were in other music videos, including, her, of course, the You Belong to Me Nerdy Taylor Swift. Yes, her reputation, you could say. Yeah, you could say that. And one who the internet has uh, uh, started theorizing that is basically a Katy Perry rip. Is that one of them is just basically Katy Perry. She's the one that asks for receipts. Uh, is apparently the Katy Perry okay. equivalent. So yeah, it's a very weird, like, 
meta commentary, very self-aware thing that she's doing that doesn't work at all. And I don't know whether this is coming from her, somebody on her team, or what, but this whole rebrand, this whole pivot, whatever she's trying to do right now, I think is just, it's doing the opposite of what she wanted, I think. The internet was already kind of ganging up. I think we're seeing an even bigger pile. <laughs> pile on the trailer? Yeah, so it'll be really interesting uh, what else happens on the Road to Reputation, which comes out in November. So uh, we'll right. just have to and wait and As I mentioned to you, and I'll mention this again. Yeah. Caution! <laughs> because when 1989 came out, the first yeah. single off of that was Shake It Off. Yeah. And... Compare that to other songs that came out of that album, including yeah. Style and Wildest Dreams. Yeah. The whole album may not be like this. I mean, yeah, that's fair. 1989 did experiment with some different stuff further than the initial single. So yeah, for all we know, this could be the weakest song on that album. You're 100% right. For all we know, it could be the bad blood of this album. Right. Bad Blood was my least favorite song on 1980. Okay. And it ended up being but, the biggest hit for her. Which yeah. makes sense. It's part of the course. But this is going to be a huge hit. Yeah, but that being said, when uh, Shake It Off came out, it was a big pivot That's true. from her previous album, Red. No, I, I don't agree with that. It was more pop than it was, it was. It was definitely pop, but if you recall, Red was her album that she flirted with pop. Right. Remember the, Trouble? Yes. That was off Red. And right. that was the poppiest thing she had done up to that point. Right. There is not that big of a gap between Shake It Off and Trouble. No, but but it's basically her establishing, hey, yes. I'm doing full pop it's like, now. Now it's really up on album. Yes. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying that the gulf between uh, Trouble and Shake It Off as singles and uh, whatever the last, uh, and Bad Blood and this is enormous compared. Uh, this is a big so. stylistic change for her. Just, uh, just if you're going from bad blood to tone. this, no, not really. The tone of this bad blood, yes, the content of it, like I said, thematically, yeah. they're similar, but the tone of it is different. the The sounds, the kind of music that she's rip, yeah. like ripping from, is couldn't be worlds like worlds different than what she did on 1989. 1989 was like a pop album in the kind of traditional way. This sounds like she's taking a page from Lord. She's taking... Well, she worked with Jack Antonoff on who this, worked, which is very telling, Lord. because this is very much in the Jack Antonoff school of of, 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 of tone here. Yes. And I think that that's what she's trying to go for now, and it's very different. It's a very She's trying to make a very different kind of pop album. But again, you're right. You don't know. We haven't heard the whole thing. It remains to be seen what this is. Yep. For reals. So, yeah. We'll just wait and see. So, but for now, things do not look good for Taylor. Yep. Uh, she's starting to get a bad reputation. <laughs> I know I made that joke damn. last week, but she give a screw it. about her? I don't think she gives a damn. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's finish this off. Tell you about Justin Bieber's crotch. Oh, you saw this. <laughs> I saw this. A headline. Didn't read it. Oh, okay. So, the headline was about Justin Bieber's crotch, <laughs> but the entire entirety of the article was nothing about it. Okay. So what's going on? Alright, so Beebs. uh just so Justin's junk is currently in the middle of a lawsuit in New York. <laughs> so an emergency room worker named Kelly Lombardo okay. is filing for wrongful termination action with the New York Division of Human Rights over claims that she accessed Bieber's medical records earlier this year. Okay. 
she was on duty as an emergency room representative at Northwell Health on Long Island in New York mm-hmm. when, quote, she was told by several uh, company representatives that Bieber had been admitted under an alias to get treatment for, quote, an STD. Okay. For those of you paying attention, Bieber was admitted into the hospital in New York uh, back in March when this happened, but claiming that it was from testicular tor- torsion. torsion. Yes, from a soccer incident. Yeah, like he pulled some. Right. Well, that may not be the actual case. Well, uh, who knows, right? Right. So, the hospital is claiming that she illegally accessed Justin's medical file on one of the computers after hearing rumors that Justin had been admitted for an STD. Mm. The lawsuit is claiming that she was fired for being a woman as she was told in a meeting with several other Northwell employees, quote, You are a young female. You're not curious about what he was doing in the (laughs) ER? End quote. And then they fired her. Wow. After working at the hospital for over 10 years. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yes. Lombardo is emotionally distressed over her termination and, quote, didn't admit him, never saw him there, and was literally dragged into this. Okay. Literally. Yes. So, this has nothing to do with Bieber's crotch. I mean, kind of, it, it, that's, a, that's the window dressing here. Yes. I know that's a weird visual. Don't visualize that. <laughs> Don't visualize Bieber's crotch as window, window dressing. dressing. But... It's, it's very, very vinaigrette. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, sure. Yeah, anyways. But, yes. So even though, like, all the, the titles that I read, like, the, the, the captions, yeah. the headlines... Because, <laughs> of course, that's how you get the said, people to read the Yeah, it said, Justin Bieber's testicles yeah. in, in the middle of the lawsuit. Right. And then it was nothing about his testicles. <laughs> it's just about... It's still a good lady, headline. I, it's I about this care. lady being I'd fired. I still write that headline. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is that if she's the attending phys- one of the attending physicians in the ER and... Anyone comes in, you're gonna access their medical records. Yeah, you're gonna find out yeah. if they have a history of, of like of uh, uh, allergies or like past medical conditions or anything. It comes with the territory. Sure. Whether it's just to be or not, whether he comes in as an alias or not, it's part of being a doctor. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. And basically, I hope that everything works out for uh, Miss Lombardo. Yeah. That the yes. Yes, that uh, she not only gets her job back, but is uh, properly paid for compensation. And in the meantime, uh, just in case, uh, Justin Bieber, if you're listening to this... Um, you got STDs. Suck it up. Well, no. Oh, no? That's not what I was going to do. Oh. I was going to be like, hey, uh, stay safe. Stay safe. Eh. All right. Eh. Moving eh. on. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, no, that's all, all I got. Bits? That's all I got. That's all I got, too. Yep. So that's all we got. That's all we got. For so let's wrap it podcast. up for Beat Boat Podcast. Hey, so if you like what you hear, and I know I do, uh, you can check out more uh, from us here at Media Boat. We have a whole website, MediaBoatPodcast.com. That's our website where we post stuff every day. You can find news stories. You can find features, including box office numbers, and our thoughts about the newest releases and a whole calendar of new releases every Friday. You can also... Find a secret project that I'll be able to talk about more next week where you'll be able to find out all sorts of information about movies, TV shows, video games, and albums and artists that you see on our website with just a click. So stay tuned for more about that next week. If you want to help us in this 
awesome adventure that is the Media Boat Podcast, Media Empire, you can help us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Media Boat is where you can go to help us out with some money, some donations. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. That's one-fourth of a latte at Starbucks a month. That's all we ask. You join a special elite club of Patreon You, you join donors. our Media Boat crew. Yeah, you join the Media Boat family. You're family to us if you help us out. And yeah, um, and every little bit counts. Uh, if you want to do more, you can. But yeah, minimum of a dollar. It helps us make even more content and make our content, eat content even better. If you want to hear our audio version of our podcast, you can download it through iTunes. You can subscribe to us as well and get us in your phone every week. You can also find our YouTube streams here on youtube.com. Media Boat Podcast is the name of the channel. You can find us live every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific. You can also find an archive of our past week's shows. You can also catch us on Twitter at Media Boatcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Media Boat Podcast. You can also find us video gaming streaming our video games on twitch.tv slash mediaboat, including our Monday night show, which will be The Sanchise, our playthrough of Madden 18's franchise mode as Mark Sanchez. That'll be Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific. So yep. tune in for that. You can also find archives of our Twitch streams on twitch.tv slash mediaboat as well. That is everything, I believe. You plugged everything? I think I plugged everything. It's plugged so much plug that I'm getting a terrible electricity bill. That's how many plugs are going on. I'm paying Edison way too much money for the amount of electricity I'm using from all these plugs. Okay. (laughs) And then with that, we'll we'll see you guys next week. AC adapter. We'll see you, uh, everyone, go enjoy your Labor Day weekend. There are too many plugs. Yes, have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll be back. Yeah, go enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Next go week. do your Next fantasy week. drafts. Yes, draft uh, football. Yep. Football. Uh, we'll 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 have uh, something special for uh, involving the beginning of football next week. We sure will. Uh, I have some things in mind. I'll I'll go over with you. Cool. But yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Then yep. bye bye. bye.